You are listening to Star Wars, The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirachi, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues. This is our third episode now, bringing you the latest news, updates, rumors, etc. on Star Wars Episode 7 and other things on the future of Star Wars. Um, as always, I'm your host, Kyle, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tim. How you doing, Tim? Hey, what's up, Kyle? Doing good. Good to hear. I'm uh, pretty exhausted my own self. I'm actually working on my own Star Wars movie that's not Episode 7, unfortunately, but... <laughs> I'm uh, directing a fan film for a school project, so that's coming along pretty well. But nice. busy and stressful, so. <laughs> yeah, like we were talking about earlier, I think it'll be something good to hold us over until episode seven actually comes out. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll hold Looking me. Forward to it. I, you know, hopefully more than six people watching on YouTube once it's done. But <laughs> uh, yeah, that's been fun. But you've been keeping up probably more than I have in the past week or so with all this news and stuff. Uh, just because I've been so busy with this project. But, you know, I've been hearing this stuff as it comes out. We've got more talk about writers, directors. Um, it's It's been a little bit slower week uh, for the first time, I guess, since the big announcement came out. You know, right after that, the Internet was just kind of blowing up, and there were rumors and news stories and updates going all over the place. And then right after our last episode, we actually did get one more big announcement. Um, but it's been about a week and a half since we've recorded, and that was right after that. But then for the week following there was not a whole lot of new stuff just kind of some more rumors and uh different directors saying they might be interested or they're not interested or whatever but not a whole lot more big official stuff but yeah i would uh, say the week before was the announcement week and then this past week has just been rumor week really <laughs> where nothing announced but just a lot of speculation going on yeah yeah for sure although it kind of seems it's kind of hard to believe that that announcement only came out what like two and a half weeks ago yeah i think it's just going to be three weeks next yeah. week or something like that so yeah about the time this episode comes out it'll be closer to three weeks but yeah um so anyways uh you want to start us off with the big news that's come out since our last episode yeah definitely which is episode seven does have its writer and of course it is michael art who was kind of been rumored before the announcement was made i kind of suspect that since his name has been floating around there that week that lucas probably felt it was just best just to announce it just so they can kind of put that rumor to bed and maybe since they have a writer not give any other writers hopes that maybe sending submissions or whatever the process is for them looking for writers so i think just the rumors of his name being floated around kind of prompted them to announce it but um as far as uh the writer i'm really i think it's a good choice now really the only movie i've seen that he wrote was toy story 3 which i thought was great but um haven't seen little miss sunshine which i know he run a an oscar for i believe so I think it's going to be a good choice. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, kind of like you said, I've only seen I've I've seen Toy Story three. I haven't seen Little Miss Sunshine, but uh, just from reading the articles and stuff, those are the two biggest movies that he's known for. And uh, yeah, Toy Story three was really well written. I thought, uh, even though it's you know kind of targeted at a somewhat younger audience. I mean, adults can enjoy it too. I mean, that was a great movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and. I don't know, like I said, it was well-written, the, the characters were done well, and so, uh, yeah, I think that'll translate well to Star Wars, and I, don't... I, I mean, I don't know his, a lot of his other work, or know him, you know, what he's like personally, or anything like that, but I would assume he's probably at least got some affiliation with Star Wars, or knows about it, or something like that, I definitely think that uh, George Lucas and all those guys over at Lucasfilm are, um, you know, they know their stuff in picking the right people to move forward with Star Wars, so they're not going to pick somebody that doesn't know the stories in the universe. So I would assume that he's probably got a decent amount of familiarity with that. Yeah, definitely. I know I've heard uh, some comments from people kind of worried that 
Toy Story 3 was, to a lot of people, was a very sad conclusion to the Toy Story saga, I guess. And a lot of people said they would cry at the end of the movie. And I kind of worried, oh, is, this, is he going to write a sad Star Wars movie that's going to make us uh, cry at the end of it? But <laughs> I'm actually well, not too worried about that. There, but. Something else that we, uh, I don't know that we mentioned this specifically in our last episode. We talked about last episode that Harrison Ford was considering possibly coming back to play Han Solo. Um, I don't think we mentioned that some uh, news outlets that were talking about that story were saying that he was only going to come back if they included a death scene for Han Solo because he had originally wanted Han to be killed off in Return of the Jedi and that didn't happen and he was kind of mad that George only kept him alive because he wanted to sell more Han Solo toys or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can kind of understand happening. Like, honestly, I would be okay with that happening. Um but at the same time, I don't, I, I kind of wish he wouldn't come out and make that demand, you know, in interviews or in public or whatever. Because then if we go see the movie and Harrison Ford's in it, we can be pretty sure that Han Solo is going to die somewhere in the movie. Which, um, again, I don't necessarily have a problem with if it does service to the story and to the character. But I don't want to know that going in, you know. Exactly, yeah. You want it to be somewhat of a surprise or somewhere you don't see it coming. Right. I have a feeling, too, like you said, that might be something that will probably get leaked out prior to the movie's release, probably like a few months or so within that time frame. Because it's something that big. It's some, those usually leak out like before the movie comes out. So it's going to oh. take all the willpower to not to find anything big spoilers like that right, before right, you actually yeah. see the like, movie. Like I said on an earlier episode, I'm going to be avoiding story, yeah. story spoilers like the plague once the movie gets closer to coming out. But... Uh, yeah, anyway, so, but I, I do think he'll be, uh, you know, seems like a pretty good choice to write the movie. Um, it, I was just excited to hear the announcement. I mean, when you read, think about that, a new Star Wars movie is moving further along into its production process. They have a writer and a new story is being written for a Star Wars movie. It's just, <laughs> just gets you excited every time you think oh, about right. it. It's moving forward. Yeah. Although I guess it doesn't excite me quite as much just because when people like Disney and George Lucas are involved, you know it's going to happen anyways. Um, you know, sometimes when you hear that a movie's being made, maybe if it's like an adaptation of a video game or a book or something that you like, you know, you hear that somebody bought the rights to make the movie and then that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. And then once you hear, yeah. oh, they got a writer or they got a director, you're like, oh, yeah, now I know this is going to happen. We know Star Wars Episode Seven is going to happen anyways. Yeah, I think it's just like the still the shock factor hasn't settled in for me that <laughs> we're getting a new Star Wars movie. It's just for me anyway, still kind of strange to see that going on. Like when I saw that announcement, like, oh man, this is this is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> more Star Wars is coming into theaters. Yeah, Can't no, it's, I guess it's still a little hard for me to believe too. But at the same time, I guess I've kind of settled down a little bit to the point where I'm like, okay, there's going to be new Star Wars, but we're not going to get any trailers yet or anything like that i mean they haven't even started shooting yet so yeah <laughs> i'm like okay sweet i don't know if it's going to be good or not i hope it's good but it's not going to be out for a while so i'll just kind of sit back and wait and see what news comes our way and wait to find out more about it and um you know obviously i'm still excited about it but i'm you know i'm gonna be a lot more excited when uh when it gets a lot closer to release and we actually know what it's going to be about and stuff like that but yeah, so I would say that just... probably we got the announcement as a writer. I think probably the next big announcement would have to be uh, the director. Yeah, yeah, and I actually think that'll be more kind of more exciting for me. Um, sort of maybe being a film student myself, I kind of can judge movies a little bit better based on who the director is going to be because uh, they <laughs> sort of have a little bit more of their own style or something like that. Um, and, you know, writers tend to be a little bit well, less well-known, so, um, you know, when they made the announcement that Michael Arndt was going to be writing the next episode, I was kind of like, okay, cool, he wrote Toy Story 3, so it seems like he could be a good writer, but it's not like somebody I know really well, whereas if they pick a good director that I know, I'm going to be like, ooh, that could make the movie really good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, but I mean, who knows how long it'll be before we get a director announcement. True. I would probably say sometime early next year is my best guess as far as when we'll, they'll probably announce it. I mean, some of the news that's been happening is that uh, 
so some directors have been <laughs> being scratched off as uh, possible potential directors for the movie. Because I, I know one of them, uh, one of the big ones actually that was being speculated was uh, Spielberg, who mm -hmm. I think it was an Access Hollywood interview where they actually asked him if he was interested in directing. And he just clearly says that, no, it's not my franchise. It's my best friend, George. So that was pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah, which I is, think... no, he actually. I'm sorry, he didn't say franchise. He said it's not my genre, which was kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> saying it's not his genre since he has done some sci-fi stuff before. So yeah. I think he maybe he meant he to say franchise. He has done sci-fi, but Star Wars is almost like a genre all in its own too. Yeah, true. Um, just because of the iconic characters and all that kind of stuff and the stories and everything. But yeah, there have been a lot of directors. Um, I've kind of been hearing these little tidbits come out where this director says maybe, and this director says no, and this director says they'd like to, but they'll wait and see what would happen. Um, I know that John Favreau said he might be interested if they approached him to do it. Um, I think J.J. Abrams, who has been on a lot of people's lists that I've seen putting out there of uh, people who, or directors who people would like to see direct the movie or who might be on their you know short list or whatever, um, he kind of sounded like he wouldn't really want the responsibility of it, but that he's excited that they're making more, but he's like, I don't know if I would want to be the one to take on the responsibility of making more Star Wars and kind of trying to continue that tradition and live up to fan expectations and everything. Yeah, it seems um, like him and the maybe a few other directors are maybe a little intimidated by right, the right. aspect of directing a brand new Star Wars movie. Yeah, and for J.J. Abrams, kind of sound like he's, because he's such a big Star Wars fan, he even says so more so than Star Trek, that having that responsibility is not something he really want to take on, but he's just looking forward to it, to seeing it as a fan. Yeah. Well, and something I read about that, too, is that he said uh, he thinks part of the reason he was able to make a new Star Trek movie that so many people really liked is that he wasn't that into Star Trek, that he kind yeah. of was able to look at it with a fresh perspective. Whereas, obviously, if he's a huge Star Wars fan, he would you know not have as objective as a point of view on it. Yeah, I think he's even said, or it's been compared to that, he added some Star Wars into Star Trek, in the new Star yeah. Trek movie. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. It's definitely kind of got some Star Wars flair to it. Yeah, I always tell people that, well, this when the movie first came out, and they said, oh, it's so good, I love the new Star Trek movie. I go, that's because they try to make it more like Star Wars. <laughs> that's yeah. why you like it better. Yeah. And uh, I even tell people who haven't seen it, I'm like, no, trust me, they definitely borrowed a lot from Star Wars. I mean, there's even a scene where Captain Kirk gets stranded on an ice planet and gets attacked by an ice creature and it's just like Luke on Hoth with the Wampa. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that did uh, definitely make for a good movie, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, another director who kind of said the same thing was Ben Affleck. Uh, you know, he said that he liked Star Wars and would like to see another one but wouldn't want to necessarily take on the, uh, the responsibility of it. And then there's Quentin Tarantino who <laughs> yeah. I don't think was ever really on anybody's sort of shortlist to direct the movie anyways but somebody interviewed him about it and he was just like nope not gonna do it and they were like well are you a fan of star wars he's like eh, not really yeah that's someone you i don't think you'd want to see direct a star wars movie <laughs> not really yeah just not his style i think a lot of the media outlets too are just pretty much any big time director they have a chance to talk to they're automatically going to ask them about the new star wars movie Oh, sure. It's yeah. just like, just to get that question out there and see if they can get an inside scoop if they won't can, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think, for one thing, just because it's still kind of a new hot thing going around, they're like, ooh, let's ask this person, let's ask this person. But then at the same time, they also could be, you know, I'm sure they're trying to hope somebody will slip up or somebody's heard something or somebody might know something that they're not telling yet and trying to kind of pick up on any little hints that they can get as to who else might be involved. Yeah, another interesting thing, though, um, some story that broke out earlier this week from um, MTV.com. They talked to uh, Kathleen Kennedy's husband, the producer, Frank Marshall, and he kind of casually quoted that saying that he knows that the, the details on which directors they're planning on using, like, he knows the names of some of the people they want, but, of course, he's not going to say anything, but he's kind of just made it know that he's in the loop and he knows what's going on. Oh, right. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me either. I mean... Uh, if you go on StarWars.com, they've got a new video up in their series where they're interviewing George Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy talking about uh, just sort of the process of going forward with new Star Wars movies and sort of all this new stuff that's going on. 
And yeah. uh, in this most recent video, they were talking about picking a director for it, and they don't say anything about who might be doing it. They don't name names or give a list or anything like that. But they definitely make it sound like they're thinking about it, and they've got a few people in mind. And uh, George said that he definitely wants to pick someone who knows Star Wars already um, and can... Yeah, has been influenced by it and can sort of take those stories and those characters and continue them on, sort of already knowing where they came from and all that, rather than someone who's like, oh, yeah, the Star Wars, I've heard of it. I guess I can make another one, you know. Yeah, I was so. definitely glad to hear that in that new video series where uh, Kathleen Kennedy was saying how they're looking for someone who is like Star Wars, has a passion for it, and can work in that universe instead of having someone who may be like a real talented director, but it's not really have a passion for Star Wars or knows too much about it and maybe would just treat it as a job. So it's kind of good that they have a specific idea of who they're looking for, someone who has a strong passion for the series and we won't get anyone like uh, Quentin Tarantino with the comments <laughs> he made. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it could be interesting to see someone with a sort of fresh perspective on it. But at the same time, I mean, like I was talking about with J.J. Abrams, how he made a really good Star Trek movie partially because he wasn't a huge Trekkie to begin with and uh, didn't really have that much of a connection to the characters and that sort of thing and was able to just kind of give a fresh look at it and do it his way. And it would be interesting to see that with Star Wars, but the new Star Trek was more of a reboot, whereas episodes 7, 8, and 9 are going to be a continuation. Yeah. So you don't want this to be a completely new Star Wars movie. You still want it to be, you know, tied to the stuff that came before it and kind of have a similar feel and style to it even if it is uh and you know a new director kind of putting their own spin on things you want it to uh to be in the same continuity i guess as the um the original star wars and the prequel trilogy and everything too so it, i think in this case it is good that they're gonna go with someone that you know obviously knows their stuff already and can uh continue on with star wars that they've known their whole life or something like that yeah, one thing I definitely never want to see in the theaters is a reboot of Star Wars. I hope that idea never comes into anybody's head. Cause I think that would just be a disaster. Uh, yeah. There would yeah. be no need for it. It's just, uh, don't even want to think about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how everyone's like in a reboot craze these past few years, so I'll, I never want to see that happen. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And the the I guess the interesting thing is, it, I, I guess maybe I would kind of be interested to see... Um, maybe like those classic Star Wars characters played by different actors just to see really? what... I'm not saying I think somebody should do it. I'm saying uh. it, it would kind of pique my interest a little bit or to see what a new director could do with it to put a different spin on it. But then I would probably get so caught up in like how it was before. You know, it's like you want to see it done differently, but at the same time, you don't want them to change anything. And like if they yeah. changed anything in the story, I'd be like, no, that didn't happen. It happened this way. So, And I'm sure there are a lot of fans that would you know be even less forgiving of it than i would be so yeah like you said i, I hope that never happens yeah i mean but because fans, oh go ahead i was gonna say fans already freaked out with some of the special edition changes so imagine oh, if they right. do a complete reboot of it it's just it'll be pandemonium <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but i don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon or hopefully ever because i mean with disney buying out lucasfilm now and their plans to continue the franchise it's like why are you going to go back and remake episode four when you can make episodes seven, eight, and nine? And then they're talking about possibly making more TV series and making spinoff movies and maybe do 10, 11, 12, I don't know, or make a Boba Fett movie or movies about other characters or something. So it's just, there's so much new stuff that they can do with Star Wars and it's such a big universe with so many other stories you can tell. It's like, why bother to go back and retrace your steps? Yeah, plus it's not like it gets out of date where you have to update it. Star Wars is so timeless and it's classic where you don't need an update or anything. Oh, sure, so, yeah. So it's like it would just be pointless even to think about it. So I just, like I said, hope that never crosses anyone's head as an idea for a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's already crossed some people's heads. Uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully when it comes time to make a decision on it or if anyone's ever, like, seriously considering, hey, we could actually do this, then hopefully someone with some more common sense comes along and says, no. If they do do it, hopefully it's when we're long and gone <laughs> in our <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of the the different Star Wars films we may see, I haven't had a chance to pick it up or read it, but um, I know the latest Entertainment Weekly issue is doing a whole feature, or like their whole covers on the big announcement. Yeah. And 
think there was a quote in there from Kathleen Kennedy who says that um, they want to put out at least two or three films a year, kind of how what Marvel's doing with their movies. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, because um, we got the stories on from Geek Tyrant. Uh, dot com, I believe, and they were quoting from the Entertainment Weekly issue, but I haven't had a chance to read it myself personally, so I don't know if it's, it's officially in there, but that's, they say one of the quotes from there is that they want to do two or three films a year. Wow. See, for me, that might be a little too much Star Wars. For me, I don't... At least they do it kind of like how the Marvel movies doing it, because I don't get overkill from that, and if they do it with like, different characters, I'd be totally fine with it. I mean, as long as they're good, I don't think for me, anyway, there could be too much Star Wars, but we'll and find out how the quality of them. But yeah, I mean, because like I said, I definitely would be interested in seeing all those different kinds of spinoffs and different continuations of the story. But I don't know that I would necessarily need two or three a year. Maybe just because I'm so much, you know, I'm so into Star Wars already. Mm. It's like they do two or three Marvel movies a year, but um, you know, I don't go to the midnight shows of those or you know read all the updates and kind of follow it real closely online before it comes out it's kind of like okay i see the trailer it looks cool and i'll go see it when it comes out and uh you know with star wars i would go see one movie probably you know three or four times at the theater whereas with the marvel movies i'll go see thor once and i'll go see the avengers well i saw the avengers twice but you know i'll see those movies once or twice and with Star Wars, it's like, I'm just going to put so much effort and sort of devotion, I guess, into one movie. It's like, I don't need, <laughs> I, I don't need that three times a year. You know, I, that would be, I'd be spending the whole year round, like glued to my computer, looking up casting news and rumors and screenshots and trailers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. For me, I hope if they do plan to do this, that they wait till after the new trilogy is done after seven, eight and nine. I think the whole focus should be stay on those movies if it's still going to be a continuation of like the whole Skywalker family and all the characters we know and love already. So once that's completed, then if they want to go ahead and do the two or three films a year with different characters, then I think that'd probably be the best route to go. Yeah. Yeah, see, that I maybe wouldn't mind. If if they finish six, seven, and or if they finish seven, eight, and nine and decided to end sort of the main saga there... Um, and then go off and do a bunch of spinoffs. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, two or three movies a year where maybe one's about KOTOR and one's a movie adaptation of The Force Unleashed and one's a Boba Fett movie or something like that. That could be cool. But when it's a big event like the next install, you know, the next installment of the Star Wars trilogy, I'm like, that by itself, or the Star Wars saga, I keep saying trilogy, it's like... <laughs> Not anymore. Three, then there were six, now there's going to be nine. How do you keep track of them all? But... Uh, you know, like episode seven, that's going to be my big movie event for the year. I'm like, I don't need you to throw more Star Wars stuff at me, even though I would love it. It's like, let me just focus on this one for now. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely hope that's the way they go. Just let this trilogy stand on its own. And then after that's done, like, do what you want with the rest of the characters in the universe. And let's see how everything turns out. Yeah. I wonder if then Quentin Tarantino would do like a spinoff movie where they kill Jar Jar Banks or something. <laughs> like a five minute short or something. Yeah, yeah. they had kill Bill and they got killed Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> From your comedy, let's see if he even knows who he is. <laughs> Jar Jar. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Not a big fan. But yeah, speaking of that too, I know uh, going back to the director's rumors, uh, Joe Johnson made a comment as far as uh, what he thought of episode seven. But because um, I know in the past he made the comment last year, I believe, about maybe wanting to do a Boba Fett spinoff movie. And he always thinks that's an awesome idea and hopes that Lucasfilm does get to it. I think just his recent quote about episode seven is that he's glad to see Lucasfilm is uh, getting into production again. And so he just can't wait to see it. So he doesn't like say anything, oh yeah, I'm interested in directing it or no, I don't want to direct it, but he's glad to see it back into new Star Wars movies coming back into production. So I think if anything, they do go off the spinoff route with certain characters, he might be one candidate. So maybe get back to doing Star Wars again. And if anything, hopefully a Boba Fett movie, because I know that's something yeah. he's been wanting to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But again, I mean, that stuff is hopefully, like you said, a ways off. Yeah. And they would pick up on that kind of stuff after finishing 7, 8, 9 and really focusing on making this new trilogy as awesome as possible. Have you given much thought to that as far as once the new trilogy is done of what specifically, like either a character or story that you would kind of want to see on the big screen? 
Like, you would, know, you, would you even want to see adaption, or would you just want to see brand new story in a certain time period? I, I think it would be cool to see some adaptations. I've read a lot of Star Wars novels and comics and played a lot of video games where I thought, man, this would be really cool to see in a movie, but figured that we probably never would see it in a movie just because, mm-hmm. you know, I thought maybe they would never make any more Star Wars movies, and if they did, they'd probably want to focus on making new stuff. But I figure if they're going to go ahead and make two or three new movies a year... Um, I mean, I like the idea of doing 7, 8, and 9 and having original stories in those and, uh, you know, kind of continuing from episode 6, but also having some new characters and um, maybe going in a different direction than they did in the EU and just uh, kind of having a new story to tell for a new generation of Star Wars. But then if they're going to, after that, keep continuing it and making spinoffs and doing, you know, two and th- two, two or three movies a year, like we said, I would definitely like to see... Uh, maybe some adaptations in there of some of the more popular books or video games or something like that. Um, I think The Force Unleashed is one that could maybe be pretty cool. And I definitely like the uh, the story set in the Old Republic time period. I'm a big fan of the Knights of the Old Republic game, and I uh, was playing the Old Republic MMO for a while. So some movies set in that time period would be pretty cool too. And uh, I'm not exactly sure how they would do that, but it would be cool if they tried, and I would definitely go see it. I mean, if there was a poster at the movie theater for Knights of the Old Republic coming out, I would probably just sit there until it actually came out. <laughs> yeah, I'm right with you as far as the adaptions go. I'd love to see some adaptions of the novels or comics or games. Because sometimes when I read some of those stories, I always think, well, since there's those, any live-action movies coming out anytime soon, I always think they should go look at films to use an animation studio to do what uh, DC's doing with their animated movies. Just release like three animated Star Wars features a year, something like that, adaptions from certain comics or stories. But now that we are getting new live action movies and they want to potentially put two or three out a year, yeah, I definitely hope we get to see some adaptions. I'm personally a fan of the Darth Bane trilogy of novels that came out. So that's something I'd really like to see it as either a movie or animated or something. (laughs) I just think it's a good story that should be cool to see adapted. Yeah. there's a bunch of good uh, Clone Wars comics from Dark Horse. I think it was a, the title of the comic series was Republic, mm-hmm. but but it was set in the Clone Wars. There's a lot of good stories in there that I always hope that the Clone Wars series would take adaptions from. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right with you there. In fact, my favorite one, probably my favorite Star Wars comic I've ever read is the Clone Wars series, The uh, the Battle of Jobim. Yeah, yep. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the exact really same good. thing. Um, see, I don't know if they would do... I, I kind of hope they don't do Clone Wars movies just because... I mean, we've had Clone Wars novels and comics, we have the micro-series, and now we have the... You know, the animated series is going on right now, plus it's set in between episodes 2 and 3, which have already been done. So I think to go back and do another movie that takes place in between episodes 2 and 3 might seem a little bit redundant. Um, especially plus if they're doing it, you know, after episode seven and eight and nine and all that, uh, they probably wouldn't get the same actors back to play, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan if they were going to have yeah. those characters in there. Yeah, they go, or if they wanted to, they could focus on one of the Jedis and just their battalion of clones. I'm such a big fan of the clones, especially in the, with the series now. Yeah. I just want to see them more again in live action because I just think it'd make, be awesome. Just yeah. do like, maybe like a war type movie where you just focus on the clones and maybe one Jedi general or something. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to see a Clone Wars movie, except if they did a Republic Commando movie. Or oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe even just did some kind of movie set in the Clone Wars and had the Republic Commandos make an appearance in there. That could be pretty cool. But, uh, I mean, I guess another concern that I've always had about if they were ever to do a movie or a series or something to adapt uh, some of the expanded universe material, I was always like, as much as I would love to see it as a hardcore fan, I don't think it would make a whole lot of sense from a business perspective, you know, trying to sell this movie and get it out there to a general audience because, Mm. um, you know, some of this stuff is so sort of narrow and focused on more of a niche audience of us hardcore Star Wars fans. But now that it's in the hands of Disney and they're this huge global marketing brand and they're sort of trying to, I mean, not that Star Wars is dying off or anything, you know, they got the Clone Wars series and still doing a whole bunch of comics and video games and stuff, but Disney's trying to even you know, breathe even more life into the franchise. And I'm sure there's going to be, you know, huge marketing pushes to promote like these new movies and stuff. And so it's like, if anybody can get people into the theaters to see uh, Knights of the Old Republic movie or a Darth Bane movie or something like that, I think they can. 
Um, and once they get episode seven, eight, and nine out there, if those are successful and it just sort of puts Star Wars back in the focus of pop culture, then maybe people will be like, "Oh, more Star Wars! I don't know what the story is about, but I'll go see it because Star Wars is cool." Yep. And going back to the whole uh, point of certain stories we'd like to see adapted, I'm sure you read it. Part of the Clone Wars comic series was, uh, I think, it was like one of the last ones was uh, the one shot uh, called Purge, which is pretty much like takes right pretty close right after Revenge of the Sith with Darth Vader goes against like some remaining Jedi who lured him into a trap and he just takes them all out. I mean, I just love that comic so much that I was hoping like maybe that could be the last episode of the Clone Wars. <laughs> we actually get to see Darth Vader yeah, animated. Yeah. And then if they ever want to do a movie with Darth Vader again, for some reason, have it set place, take place after episode three, kind of lead up to episode four. That's something I'd want to see too. I just love that comic so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> like well, I'm dying I to see that adapted. Yeah. I haven't actually read that comic, but like I was saying, I think a force unleashed movie would be really cool. Um, as long as they don't do the force unleashed two, cause I hate that they cloned star killer and brought him back just to make another game to make more money when the first game ended with him dying and made perfect sense. The second one was barely a game. I mean, you could beat that game in two hours if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. short. Like, oh. Man, but uh, although the the second one kind of ended on a cliffhanger, and then the third one got canceled, so maybe yeah. they could make the Force Unleashed three into a movie and finally finish that story, or <laughs> we could just forget that the Force Unleashed two ever happened and just be happy with the first one. Um, or, or if I, you even really want to go way out there and focus on something entirely different, if you do some kind of with the Mortis characters, uh, have like kind of give you give their background story or whatever or dive into more of what the planet's all about and those characters i mean that might be kind of hard to sell maybe to a general star wars like audience but uh fans of clone wars definitely maybe diehard fans i think that'd be something cool to explore yeah that could be interesting at the same time though i think that's one of those things in star wars that i kind of like to be left alone mm -hmm. um you know it's kind of like luke in the in the cave on dagobah where he, you know, fights Vader, and we never really get a clear explanation explanation of what's going on there. We just kind of know that yeah. it's the Force at work, and it's this mystical energy field that we don't completely understand. So, you know, weird stuff happens sometimes. Um, so I don't want them to, you know, give the Mortis characters midi chlorians, so to speak. Mm. Um, you know, everybody's like, oh, they explained the Force, and it's not magical anymore. Like, no, they didn't, because the Force isn't made out of midi-chlorians. It's just people who have midi-chlorians, yeah. and that's what lets you use the Force. The Force is still a mystical energy field created by a living thing, so chill out. Yep, that's one thing. I know so many people complain about the midi-chlorians. That's one thing that never really bothered me, because if you actually listen to the explanation, it doesn't change anything about the Force. Yeah, and I, for me as a kid, or, you know, when I was younger and people would complain about that, I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever you say, it didn't really bother me that much. And then as I got older and thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, your argument isn't even valid. Yep. <laughs> but it's just anyways. another reason people use Bash on the prequels, but... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Hopefully exactly. there will be no midi-chlorians and Jar Jar Binkses and stuff in the new trilogy and everybody will just love it. Yeah, there's going to be someone out there to pick something out to complain about. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Yeah, I'm sure, but I don't know. We can just hope that they make it really good. Yeah. And by the way, I should say I don't hate Jar Jar Binks either. I'm just saying I hope there's nothing in there that people try to bash on really hard or pick apart or something. Exactly, yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, I don't hate Jar Jar, but I don't love him either. I loved him when I was a kid and I was eight when The Phantom Menace came out. But mm -hmm. now I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe they could have left him out of there. But I still enjoy some of the you know, scenes with him. But, um, you know, I, I guess I can understand why he gets on some people's nerves and... Uh, hopefully, you know, like I said, they'll uh, make the new ones even better and not have that kind of stuff in that sort of polarizes people. And we can all just walk out of Episode 7 going, that was the best way they could have ever possibly brought Star Wars back. Yep. <laughs> That's what we're hoping. I just also hope, though, too, like we get a lot of people saying, oh, this is how the prequel should have been. And see, George Lucas should have stayed away or should have gave us the writing and the directing to someone else to do the prequels this is how i'm feeling we're going to get a lot of that too it's like as this comes out if it's awesome and amazing you're going to get just even more prequel bashing too if anything i hope it makes uh people appreciate maybe the prequels more maybe go back to look at them again and see how it all fits as one big long saga one through nine but 
we'll see. Yeah, well, I guess I would say, if anything, that if these are if these new movies are better, um, which I hope they are, and I'm not saying that the prequels are bad or anything. I enjoy them, but mm. you know, if they make it even better than that, then great. We're gonna have yeah, it's a good thing. Awesome yeah, movies. So, and I think I hope if that happens, I don't even hope necessarily that it makes people appreciate the prequels more or something. I just hope that rather than comparing it and going, oh, well, they should have done this with the prequels and gotten a new director and stuff, that people will just enjoy the new movies and be happy with that. And that, you know, the prequels are kind of, you know, it is what it is. And, and there's nothing we can do about it now. So you can't exactly, yeah. change the fact that George Lucas directed it. So, it's, you know, there's no use complaining about it. But I think if these new ones are good, then, um, you know, I, I would like to think that people will just be happy with that rather than going, see, you should have done this before. They'll just be glad that we have this now. Yeah, exactly. You already saw some of that when uh, the first uh, trailers came out for the Old Republic video game when those cool uh, cinematic trailers were released. <laughs> That's all I kept hearing. This is what the prequel should have been. This is what the battle scene should have been in it. Yeah. Like, uh. well, that, but, I mean, I heard people that were like, that three-minute trailer was better than episodes one and two combined. Exactly, yeah. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> as well, cool as well, it is. Those were pretty awesome trailers, and, you know... If they were to turn one of those into a spin-off movie, I would not complain at all. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, again, what can you do? All we can do is wait and sit and speculate and hope that these new Star Wars movies are going to be awesome like we want them to be. So, yep. uh, we got any other uh, news stuff this week? Any more little rumors floating around that we were going to talk about? Um, just some, I think, little quotes, not necessarily any news, but I know Carrie Fisher has been talking a little about it i think she was on a talk show i forget what exactly what talk show it was yeah or i think she might have been at a panel at a convention or something or somewhere where they were interviewing her yeah because it was actually it's called the the talk is what it was and she was kind of joking around on what she'd want to see in uh episode seven she's kind of said like she wants to like uh she's looking forward to see like old leia and how she's gonna how she will be as mrs han solo and all that (laughs) just kind of talking about it in a joking way really not kind of really saying what she would really would like to see, but yeah, she is talking about it now. Oh yeah. No, the, the thing I saw was that uh, she was at some panel or convention or something and they were interviewing her and somebody asked, um, you know, are you going to be involved with the next star Wars movie? Or are you going to play princess Leia again or something like that? And she was like, Oh yeah, of course. I thought everybody already knew that. And everybody was kind of like, Ooh, you know, official confirmation. <laughs> yay. And then it turns out later she was just joking and her, publicist or representative or whatever was like yeah that was tongue-in-cheek don't take it too seriously yeah but but i still kind of think she's going to be in it maybe she's just covering her tracks because she's not supposed to be talking about her involvement with it at all so oh right yeah no um i mean i don't think at this point it would really be a surprise or a secret or something if especially if she and mark hamill were in it and if harrison ford was in it too now that we know he's kind of open to it um in fact i think if they weren't going to be in it, they might have told us already just to kind of calm all the rumors down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would have been like, yeah, look, George already told us about this and he's going to take Star Wars in a new direction and we're not going to be in it anymore and it's going to be set way in the future or something like that. Um, so, yeah, at this point, yeah, just because she was joking when she said that she was going to be in it doesn't mean she's not going to be in it. And I would still bet that there's a good chance that she will be, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And even uh, earlier this week, I think it was yesterday, Billy D. Williams made a little quote on it. I think it was one of those quick TMZ things where they just asked him real quick about coming back for Star Wars. And all he said was, of course, like he'd love to be in it. But yeah, we'll, we'll see if he's it. actually going to be written into it. But he says he, he would come back if they do. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to? Exactly. I know. I know people have said, well, you know, Harrison Ford is like the one actor that's kind of notorious among star wars fans for not really wanting to be involved in it anymore and even he has said that he might be willing to come back if they were going to do it right so you know for any of those other actors that still do conventions and stuff like that you know billy d williams and jeremy bullock and anthony daniels and warwick davis and all those kind of guys it's like if george lucas or kathleen kennedy or whoever's going to direct this new movie you know asked you to come back and be in it like why the heck would you say no yeah, I think the one guaranteed actor who will always come back would be Anthony Daniels. I mean, I don't yeah. think he's turned down anything. <laughs> he's gone for C-3PO. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Star Tours ride, the Clone Wars, the other animated series from Troy. So he's yeah, like, right. he has yet to turn down something for Star Wars. 
Yeah, and I was thinking about that too. I was like, even if if Luke and Han and Leia aren't in this new trilogy, will they still have R two D two and C three PO in there somewhere? Kind of seems like so, it wouldn't yeah. be Star Wars without them. Yep. <laughs> I remember a, a long time ago. I think like before Episode One was just starting to get in production, there was like rumors going around how when uh, Seven, Eight, and Nine were still supposed to be made, how this is like episode nine was going to end with uh, C-3PO and R2 kind of like telling us the whole story to a group of people. Like, I, f- I forget exactly who it was. Like the rumor was the movie saga will end with them telling the whole story of episodes one through nine. So like everything was told from their point of view and they're just relaying the story to some people. Yeah, that could be interesting. Well, except episodes one, two, and three would have had to been told just by R2 because C-3PO got a memory wipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or somehow someone refreshed his memory. Yeah, or R2 gave him the five-minute spiel. Yeah, this is all you basically need to know, so now you can tell the story. Yeah. But, uh, oh, and then the, the one other bit of news or rumor or something that was going around this week that kind of blew up, even though this isn't from the most reputable source. There was some British tabloid that said they had a source close to somebody at Lucasfilm who knew what they were working on for the new story or the script or whatever, and said that they were going to somehow bring back Darth Vader in the new trilogy and have him be a major character again. Yeah. uh, That sort of, you know, spread on the internet and people were talking about it and everybody, including myself, was getting really mad about it. I mean, I wasn't getting mad from a point of, you know, I actually thought they were going to do that, but... I was just like, if there's any credibility to this at all, which I don't think there's much, I really hope they don't do that because that's just a bad idea. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, like you said, I don't put much stock into that report at all. Like you said, it's just from a tabloid, British tabloids, and didn't name any sources. I think the quote was just that they said somebody at Lucasfilm says Darth Vader is such a recognizable character, we're going to build this new trilogy around him because he's so recognizable. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a reason company like disney and lucasfilm would use just to put darth vader in there well now here's the thing if if all they said was that darth vader is recognizable and they're going to build this new trilogy around him that could possibly be true in other ways than just okay they're bringing darth vader back to be the main villain because um i mean i definitely think you have to at least reference him in there somewhere yeah, um, yeah, and, they mentioned him. I think that'd be cool. Right, <laughs> right, they, but I was thinking they, even they, the story could somehow be built around, you know, Vader's legacy, or... Uh, I was thinking it would be cool if we see Darth Vader somewhere in the movie, like maybe you see him as the Sith Lord, like in a flashback, or maybe we see the Force Ghost of Anakin, or maybe some Imperial or some new Sith Lord, like, finds Vader's mask and tries to use that to, like, rally people around him or something like that. But... You know, just as long as they don't bring Vader back, like, in full physical form yeah. and be like, oh, look, he's back and he's the main bad guy again, or he's the good guy. I mean, that would just be weird to see Vader, like, in the full black armor, such an iconic villain, being the good guy. I mean, I know he kind of does that at the end of episode six, but, you know, that's like him being redeemed and he's about to die anyways and stuff, but it would be weird to see him fighting alongside a Jedi, you know, trying to fight some stormtroopers or a Sith Lord or something like that. That just wouldn't fit right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, they mention him or if someone just uses, like, uses him for inspiration for something, like, but to see him physically back, like, I don't even know how they would do that. What, Anakin's spirit (laughs) inhabits the suit again or something? I don't know. Everything's... This doesn't seem like a good plausible way to bring yeah. it back for any I reason. Don't know. Go with Force Unleashed Two or that EU novel where they bring back Palpatine. You know, they just clone him. Yeah, they're always a clone. <laughs> and plus, Luke burned the costume anyway at the uh, in the, the end of Return of the Jedi. So even right, if they did bring right. it back, it won't be the original costume he had. Well, I think there was some. I don't know if I actually read this book or not, or if I just read about it. But I thought there was some EU novel where somebody finds Darth Vader's armor or something because you know, Luke burned it, but it was like the body burned up inside the armor, but the armor itself was just sort of like charred and burned, but it didn't like disintegrate or something. It's like, it was, it was still there. Yeah. Not, nothing I, that I, I remember reading or, or hearing about. I have to check the 
Star Wars Reader Companion <laughs> that just yeah. came out with all the EU stuff. See if there's any mention of that. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I I would love to see maybe a reference to him or have him show up somewhere in there just because, I mean, who doesn't like the iconic image of Darth Vader? Yeah. It has to make sense to the story. And I don't want them to come up with some way, even if it does kind of make sense of them you know, bringing the character back fully. Oh, yeah. So. Or... Maybe they'll even do like, like a quick flashback or something. That could really be the only possible way to see Vader again if they do yeah. a flashback to something. Yeah. Again, that which, would I mean, which they don't really do flashbacks in Star Wars, but yeah. you never know. We'll see. Or yep. it could be some Force vision. Maybe Vader left a holocron or something like that. Maybe, yeah. But who knows? But yeah, again, you know, just a rumor to not put too much stock into because, you know, tabloids are always, you know, take it with a grain of salt because... You never know when they're just reporting something that doesn't have a whole lot of stock to it or, uh, you know, might be taking something out of context or whatever. But um, I wouldn't be too worried about that. But at the same time, it was just something that I read and was sort of like, okay, I don't think this is really true, but let's pretend it is for a second and I'm just going to go bash on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't sit well with too many, with me too, and like probably some other fans also. The idea of bringing Darth Vader back again as like a main character or the main villain again—that would just be just talk about not moving on and just repeating again. Yeah. I also hope they don't build a third Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mind the second one. Three would be too much. Yeah. Well, third time's the charm. <laughs> and it would still get blown up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I think that's pretty much it for for news and stuff for the past week. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like we said, there wasn't much. We've just kind of still been talking about it for a while, but um, not a whole lot of actual substantial information. Um, one other thing I did want to bring up before we go, though, uh, there was a um, Facebook post, and this is actually from somebody over on the Frontlines of the Clone Wars podcast Facebook group, uh, this is Eric Points who made a post. He said, so with the sequels coming out, how are we going to show future generations of the films chronologically or original trilogy, new trilogy, and then sequel trilogy? Um, or I guess by new trilogy, you probably means prequels. And uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting topic. I hadn't really thought about that since the announcement of Episode Seven came out of, you know, how are you going to show the movies in order to someone who hasn't seen them before? Uh, Tim, what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm still debating as far as if I ever had to show the movies again or the movies to someone for the very first time, which way I would go with the prequels first. I start with the classic trilogy first, because the thing that always gets me debating about it is what surprise twist do I think would be a better impression on someone watching it for the first time? Would it be having Anakin go to the dark side or having the reveal that Darth Vader is Luke's father? Like, which one would have more of an impact on a viewer for the first time? I still haven't come to that conclusion of which one I think would be better. So I'm always in that debate. But I have heard some uh, other orders that people have watched them in that they think seems to be pretty good. I don't know if you heard about this one, but one way I heard was watching, starting off with episode four or five, then when you get the reveal that Darth Vader is Luke's father, you see Darth Vader's backstory as Anakin, then you show episodes one, two, and three, and then once you see how we become Darth Vader, you watch Return of the Jedi to see how we get to redeemed. I could kind of see how that one would work, but I'm still kind of think it'd be better to see one trilogy all the way through first before you start the next one. Yeah, so no, I, I have heard that that four, five, one, two, three, then six thing, um, and it sounds kind of interesting. I mean, I would maybe want to try so, showing it to somebody that way, but yeah, you know, the the more. I guess kind of the longer we go with Star Wars and the more it just sort of is like part of our pop culture and everything. It's like people who haven't seen Star Wars, you still know something about it. You still know who some of the characters are. And pretty much everybody knows that Darth Vader is Luke's father at this point. Mm -hmm. And everybody talks about the big twist in Empire and, um, you know, how much of a shock it is and how that's such a cool reveal. And it's funny because for me as a kid... Um, I don't remember specifically the first time I watched Empire Strikes Back, but I don't remember being shocked by that scene. And I do vaguely remember um, probably the first two or three times I watched the movie because I was probably just, you know, stubborn and 
thinking whatever I thought as a little kid. I thought that, like, I didn't think Vader was actually Luke's father. I thought, you know, just because he's a bad guy and that's what bad guys do, I thought he was lying to him just to try to trick the good guy or something like that. And then when I realized that he actually was Luke's father, I was like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, so it wasn't that big of a shock for me anyways, and so I've never been like, oh, well, I have to see what other people's reaction is to that. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way as far as finding out Darth Vader was Luke's father. I don't have that specific memory of finding that out for the first time. It's, I think it's kind of like those things I always remember knowing, so unfortunately I don't never had that big shock <laughs> of right. finding that out. So Yeah, and so, and like I said, nowadays pretty much everybody knows that anyways. Um, but what I think is the bigger twist kind of for this generation, like you were saying, is Anakin's fall to the dark side. Um, because if yeah. you watch episodes four, five, six, and then one, two, three, well, obviously when you get to the prequels, you know, Anakin's going to turn to the dark side because you already know who Darth Vader is and you know, you know, they've mentioned him by name as Anakin Skywalker before, but yeah, I already have heard some things like, or some people who showed, even they're like little kids who watched the Clone Wars and then see uh, the prequels. And then when they get to the Revenge of the Sith, they're just like shocked and kind of depressed afterwards. Right. See Anakin fall to the dark side and turn bad is like can have a much bigger impact when you go show it to someone that route who's kind of maybe just grown up on the clone wars yeah and exactly. you see that it could be traumatic almost for them maybe yeah it's like for kids who haven't seen star wars at all or who maybe like you said watch the clone wars but haven't actually watched the movies like they're not going to know that anakin is darth vader or even for you know maybe older people who or just sort of, you know, vaguely aware of Star Wars. It's like, it, I, I would still say it's the classic trilogy that definitely has um, sort of had more of a cultural impact. And, you know, people know who Darth Vader and Chewbacca and all those people are, but they might not know who, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn or Jango Fett or any of those kind of guys. So, um, you know, people are just sort of generally a little bit less familiar with the prequel trilogy and probably don't know as well the story of, uh, you know, Anakin and his fall to the dark side and all that. So I I kind of, in recent years, have come around more to thinking that, I mean, if you're trying to surprise somebody with a big twist the first time they watch Star Wars, it might be better to show them one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, now, I still obviously can see the argument for watching uh, the original trilogy first and then the prequel trilogy, or like you were saying, the going four, five, one, two, three, and then six. Um, I recently watched Star Wars with my girlfriend for the first time. Like, she hadn't seen it when we started dating. And um, when I told her I wanted to get, you know, at least get her to watch it and see if she was interested, she wanted to watch the old ones first just because she was more interested in those. But if I were to show it to somebody else, I would probably go one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, and, you know, like I said, there, there are arguments for, for all of them that I think are good you know depending on your point of view as obi-wan would say <laughs> but then when you throw seven eight nine into the mix i think switching it around might just make it a little bit too complicated um especially for people who maybe aren't as into it and aren't following the story as much and are kind of just watching the movies to enjoy it and not kind of thinking about it too hard and if you show them like four five one two three six seven eight nine they're going to be like now which one took place where and yeah. who's this guy and that guy and it's like it might be, you know, it would be simpler and might just be more enjoyable to just watch it one through nine just as one long continuous story and get the full picture of kind of how this all unfolds. Yeah, I think with seven, eight, nine, I think I don't think there's going to be too much of a debate as how to watch those ones. I think those are automatically going to be you watch those after you watch the first two trilogies, oh, definitely okay. after episode six. Yeah, yeah. If it's, especially if it takes it. place way after and you see Luke, Han, and Leia as older people and then you wouldn't want to show that first and then see you before. So I just think story-wise, it's going to flow a lot better for 7, 8, and 9 when you watch those as the last trilogy. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think there's any question that you would put 7, 8, 9 at the end, but then it's just, if you're going to watch 1 through 6 before that and you're going to try to rearrange those, um, just tacking three more movies onto the end of it might make the whole thing just a little bit too complicated. Mm -hmm. But for, uh, Even yeah. when, if we can go this route, for someone who sees maybe episode one and episode two for the first time and they really like you know, getting all into star wars then when clone wars the tv show is all wrapped up you show them all se seasons of that before you actually show them episode three that would actually 
get a more have episode three might have a more impact to seeing Anakin fall to the dark side that way. You know, it actually would, I think. And uh, just from watching the Clone Wars series, sometimes episode three now has more of an impact for me, not yeah. just with uh, Anakin, but also with like the clone troopers. Definitely, yeah. when, you, when you see them turn on the Jedi and you know sort of some uh, a little bit more about their personalities, and it's like, well, these aren't just mindless you know, drones that are just going to follow orders. It's like, these guys all have personalities and stuff, so I wonder how they feel about having to, you know, shoot down their Jedi generals, and um, then for, yeah. I mean, for the Jedi, too, I feel more sad now watching, you know, the clones shoot down, like, Kiati Mundi or Aayla Sakura or guys like that, just because we've seen them in a few episodes of the Clone Wars and gotten to know their characters a little bit more, so it kind of fleshes that story out more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, ever since Clone Wars... Uh, came out order 66 hasn't been the same it's been it's always been a great sequence but now it's even more impactful yeah. when you see characters like commander bly uh, shoot down Ayla sakura <laughs> and yeah, then sure. commander greek get his head chopped off by yoda when you've actually <laughs> seen him <laughs> yeah. defend the republic and the jedi is just like yeah, it's so much more impactful yeah but I, I guess the other thing too is i mean it kind of depends on you know talking about the order of watching the movies it kind of depends on what they end up doing with episode seven, eight, and nine, and what the stories are about, and I guess how closely tied they are to the original trilogy. Because if the new trilogy is like really far removed from the originals, and maybe it's after the time of Han and Luke and Leia, and they're already dead, and it's focusing on I don't know their grandkids or their great grandkids or something like that, or just a whole new generation where it's sort of a little bit more of a removed story. Well, then maybe you could go you know, four, five, six, one, two, three, or mix up the order of the first six movies, and then it wouldn't really affect seven, eight, and nine all that much, because it would kind of be its own separate story. But if seven, eight, and nine are going to be really directly tied to the other movies and sort of a more direct continuation, then I think it would just be a lot more sensible, I guess, to go one through nine. Yeah, I agree. I think I think at least one time you're gonna have to watch them one through nine just to get the whole flow of the story of how George Lucas originally wanted it to be as far as seeing them as one whole long movie from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. Although you know the thing that kind of sucks is once seven, eight, nine come out, I won't be able to say I've watched every Star Wars movie in one day before. Yeah. And depending on how long they are, you might not be able to watch all six Star or all. Well, yeah, you can't say all six. You won't be able to watch all the Star Wars movies in one day. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Although, no, I guess you could, because watching one through six in one day takes about 13 hours. So that's, like, just over half a day. Yeah, so, well, one unless nine, maybe they're three and a half hours long. <laughs> the yeah, one, one, one through nine would be doable. Just, uh, you know, you lose some sleep over it, but... <laughs> It'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure maybe I'll do that at some point. Yeah, imagine a movie know. screening marathon of all one through nine. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so that was a pretty good discussion topic. I thought that was something that I hadn't thought about since the, uh, yeah, since all this news came out about the uh, new trilogy and all that kind of stuff. So something cool to think about. Um, and I was thinking we might do uh, kind of some more of these discussions as we go. Maybe we'll start posting discussion topics on Facebook for you guys um, on our Facebook page over there. Or, you know, you guys can post your thoughts, uh, ask us questions, something like that. And we could maybe read them on here and uh, talk about our thoughts. And especially, you know, weeks like this when there isn't a whole lot of big news and we're kind of more um, going off on tangents a little bit and kind of sharing more of our thoughts and just talking about Star Wars rather than, uh, you know, sharing a lot of big breaking news. So yeah. if you guys want to get in on that, definitely, uh, you know, share your thoughts, your comments, your random Star Wars musings with us. Yeah, definitely. I think that'd be cool to discuss, especially during now, like you said, this will probably be the only bit of time where it's not going to be so much news because probably starting next year when the casting and filming starts, that's when it's going to be probably a lot of news to keep up with so until then it'd be cool to have these type of different topical discussions it'd be lots of fun yeah for sure so i think that's about it for us this week uh thanks again guys for tuning in i uh, hope you're enjoying the podcast let us know what you think uh check us out on our facebook page uh just go to facebook and uh, look up star wars the saga continues 
You can also follow us on Twitter at Star Wars TSC, and uh, you can find uh, a lot of this news that we're talking about on the podcast. We're kind of posting on the Twitter page as it happens. Um, you know, so pretty much daily, maybe. I don't know. Tw- Tim, you pretty much run the Twitter page, so you would know better than I do how how often we're posting updates on there. But, um, you know, we're kind of posting stuff regularly as it comes up over on the Twitter page, and then we kind of recap everything here on the podcast every week or couple weeks or so. Yeah, I pretty um, much try to, every time I see a news story break or some type of rumor that looks like that could be possible to make it to episode 7, I try to post it as soon as I read it on Twitter just to get it out there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you've been pretty on top of that too because there have been a couple times where I've read articles and been like, oh man, that's really interesting or I would you know want to discuss that on the podcast. And so then I'll go and check on the Twitter page and be like, well, if Tim hasn't posted this yet, then I'm going to post it. And it's like, oh, sure enough, Tim already posted it. <laughs> yeah, hope I'm keeping it up today. I try to do it as quickly as possible. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I worry if I'm off the computer for a little bit and then all of a sudden a news stories break and I have, I miss it for two hours and later I have to post it when it's already late. But so far, so good. Yeah, no, that, that's how I'm going to be once we get closer to the movie and there's you know, more big updates and trailers and stuff like that. I'm just going to be glued to the internet a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can email us at kyle at clonewarspodcast.com or tim at clonewarspodcast.com. That's your email, right? Yep. Yeah, cool. So uh, you guys can, you know, send us your thoughts, comments, questions, anything like that, feedback. Also, feel free to uh, check us out on iTunes and leave a review on our iTunes page. And, uh, you know, continue to listen to the podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying it. And we will keep you posted with any other news and whatnot that comes out. I mean, obviously, there'll be more. Um, So hopefully, we'll get some more stuff soon. And we'll uh, be back with another episode for you guys. Um, Until then, may the Force be with you. And we will catch you guys next time. See you, everyone. Thank you.